A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, this is Bitch Slap. I'm Rachel Fisher. I'm Desi Jedekin. And this is Melrose Place, Season 1, Episode 14. Drawing the line. Drawing the line. <laughs> Which doesn't happen when we start from the cliffhanger. <laughs> it does not. And we are officially in serial drama territory here. Yeah. Because not only did our last episode end on a cliffhanger, but we open with the, the, the same night. Yeah. With the same storyline still happening. But the, we don't have to really get a dramatic reveal of her answer. No. Do you know what I mean? It's just, ha- we just see what's happening basically. So Allison and Keith are at the beach house that same night. We just see Allison brooding. Yeah. Like there's just like this, a lot of, it's like a long shot of her face, like contemplating. Right. She's made her decision, but she's not sure. Yeah. And she's she, very weepy. She's very weepy. She tells Keith, She's never been with a man who's made her feel more comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, but it all feels so messy. Yeah, it's messy. And then she says, I just never thought this would happen to me. <laughs> I'd really fall in love. It's like the lyrics from a Disney princess song. <laughs> it's really sad. The next day... Wait, but wait, I, this scene, though, when we leave it, I just love this moment where she goes, mm. Ew! <laughs> she says, mm, like she's settled into her choice. <laughs> mm. Mm. The next day at Melrose, Billy is drinking coffee, and he looks exhausted. He's been up all night. He's been up all night because the last he saw of Allison, she said she was going over to the beach house to break up with Keith. Okay, that is fucking rude. It's so mean. That is mean. Like to, to not even call. He's, you know, he's waiting for you thinking that you're going to eat frosting together. Like also it's Billy. So, you know, he's extra worried. I, it's insane that she didn't call. Also, what if going through his mind, he's thinking, oh my God, did he like stab her? Yeah. When she, <laughs> like when she, that would, can happen. I mean, when women break up with a guy, like they could get violent or whatever. And Billy's on to Keith at this point that he's an unhinged individual. Yeah. Allison's not, she still thinks he's amazing. Allison comes back home and she lets Billy know she didn't break up with Keith. And then she says, he's leaving his wife. And he just goes, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. That was some good acting. It was some good acting. He he knows that's not the truth. They also have a a conversation where (laughs) Allison rattles off what's the best about Keith. And she ends with, Andy's the best in bed. 
Now, Billy had a great moment, I thought, when she keeps going on and on. He's like, honestly, I'm still on. He's the best in bed. <laughs> and I was like, we all are, Billy. <laughs> why does Allison frame things like your divorced aunt? Like, he's so good in bed. Cute, cute butt. <laughs> yeah, it's just like her lingo for sex is just so like older woman or I, something. I just love how over it Billy is at this yeah. point. He's like had it with Allison and he hates Keith. So he's hated Keith since day one. He also, when she describes the relationship and how tricky it is, he's like, you sound like a dysfunctional hall- Hallmark card. <laughs> <laughs> so they really gave Billy, I think some good lines in this episode in particular. Yeah. So next we get our sitcom storyline of the episode And that is Rhonda and her new roommate, Carrie. Yeah. And this is very 90s because it's played, Carrie is played by Ray Don Chong. Yes. Who was like in everything. Yes. During this period. She is unhinged in this. It's so over the top. It's, yeah. So Rhonda interviews a new potential roommate named Carrie. And Carrie checks off all the boxes on paper. Well, she's, she's clearly very responsible. She's very responsible. She doesn't have a boyfriend. She doesn't have parents who are going to drop by. She doesn't smoke. She doesn't. She's not loud. She's very tidy. And Rhonda's like, great. When can you move in? Yeah. And that's it. That's all she needs. She saw her resume. <laughs> and she's like, move in immediately. And San, uh, Carrie learns that. I'm sorry, Rhonda learns that Carrie is an organization professional. That's her job title. I didn't even know that was a thing back then. It seems like a more modern career. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I guess it was. Carrie is like the early 90s Marie Kondo. Yes. Except much more demented. Yeah. <laughs> Rhonda, yeah, she's like, how soon can you move in? Next, we get a scene where Matt is meeting with his lawyer because he's going to sue the halfway house. And the lawyer warns Matt, like, look, this is a, you have a case here, but just to let you know, this will get very ugly in court. Like, if you, you have to realize, like, they're going to drag, like, all of your personal shit out into the open. And Matt's like, I have no personal life. So it's it's fine. Yeah, what are what are they going to say that I let Jane and Michael Mancini walk all over me? Yeah. And he's like I can handle it. And she's like, "Well, I can work on contingency, but you need to give me $5,000 up front." And yeah. Matt's like, "$5,000? What don't you get about contingency, lady?" Yeah. <laughs> Like five thousand dollars. It sounded like fake. He, I mean, it was like a lot of money, and Matt can't afford that. I don't think I've ever heard of contingency where you have to pay anything. I, I thought that they kind of cut, take the cost, and then they charge you at the end. Apparently, according to this episode, it's different than pro bono. Okay, because yeah. that's what she agrees to later. Yes. At the complex, the biggest storm I've ever seen brewing in Los Angeles <laughs> is occurring. <laughs> Because Michael's like on a ladder. Why? And in, in, in the up, like the upper ground or whatever, we see the dark and dark and stormy clouds rolling in. It is like it looks like a tornado is about to emerge. Yeah, it's it very looks, fake looking too. Yeah, it looks like a painting. It looks like a Thomas Kincaid painting. Absolutely. Um, so Michael's fixing the roof. Why is he fixing the roof? Because <laughs> it's about to rain. 
There's leaks everywhere. Is that why he's doing that? I think so. But it's kind of like, well, don't you have to go to the hospital? Like, why is he not working? Why is he? Why doesn't he hire somebody? It's just such a like insane job for an for for a surgeon intern to have. Also, have to do this like handyman stuff. Like you would just hire a handyman. Yeah, like he's the manager of the building. That doesn't mean he also fixes everything. Yeah, himself. Um, but you know, Michael Mancini likes to cut corners. Oh, absolutely. So he's like, I can, he's like, I can do that. I also love that. It's like those Spanish roof tiles. Yeah. I was like, how would you, I wouldn't even know how to do that. It's not like you're nailing a shingle on or something like, yeah, it looked really dangerous too. And he just has like Jane down below, like monitoring the situation. And so Jane um, is talking... Oh, Billy's also down there. And Jane is talking to Billy about how she's, like, really judgmental of Allison and Keith. Jane is, like, really freaking out about this situation. She calls her a homewrecker. She calls Allison a homewrecker. And she says, I'm sorry, but you just don't get involved with a married man. Right, Michael? (laughs) (laughs) Michael's like, babe, I can't hear you. I'm on the roof. Yeah. What? 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 Oh, sorry. I didn't hear you, babe. (laughs) Sorry, missed that yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the one third of guys who don't cheat. <laughs> sure, babe. <laughs> Matt, meanwhile, has to get a new job. So we see him on his first day at his new job at Bikini Burger. Is that a real place? I didn't look this up, <laughs> but I, I was should like, have. This is the dumbest name. <laughs> it, he's wearing this bright turquoise shirt tucked into his pants. He has his little backwards hat on. He's not happy to be there, but he needs to come up with $5,000. What better way than getting tips at Bikini Burger? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> seriously, Matt. Um, but he's like so desperate. And he's so desperate that when he sees Jake there, he tells Jake he's thinking about even hitting up his parents for money. Now, when the woman, his like coworker, is like, you got your first table, I honestly thought it was going to be the guys who hate who beat up my uh, Matt. That would have been a twist. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. And then I was like, it's just Jake. Like They totally missed this opportunity to make a scary scene or something. Yeah. Like, and like Jake is probably going to get something on the house anyway from Matt. Yeah. So it's not really a table. Jake's sitting there like spread eagle. Such a weird position to be he's sitting. Like, he's <laughs> it's like he owns the place or something. He's sitting on his tailbone. So he's like slumped all the way down at this table with his legs, like you can see his denim dick poking out of his jeans. Yeah. And he's like, ah, oh, nice job, Matt. And the waitress is kind of flirty with Matt too. She's like, hey, cutie, you got, yeah. you got a tip. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Matt tells Jake that even though he's going to hit up his parents for money, he doesn't, he's like nervous about it. And his parents know he's gay but they're not happy about it. They don't like talking about it. They don't like, they just like to pretend that never happened. That night it is absolutely pouring rain buckets. I know. I was kind of like, Oh, I wish I wish. Yeah. I love it. I fucking wish we see Jane run out to get the mail. And just as Allison is arriving home and Allison's like, I'm with Keith is leaving his wife. And Jane is like, congratulations, I guess. Allison is Adeline in this scene. I think. Yeah. Because why she needs to understand that people are not going to be very happy about this situation initially, especially Jane, who is married. Jane, who, like we said last episode, is the most trad out of all of them, who's like 
very not going to be on board with this. She's very loyal to uh, being a wife and her, very loyal to Michael. Also, Allison is the type of friend who thinks her friend should support her 100% no matter what, or they're bad friends. With no questions. Yeah. And it's like, that's not true, because sometimes supporting you is not letting you do something stupid. Not like, being yeah. an, an enabler. Yeah. Um, and Jane is not having it. And Allison's like, you don't sound very sincere. And Jane's like, well, what do you want me to do, Allison? Be fake? He's a married man. Um, and Allison is like, tell me what you're really thinking. And Jane just starts scolding her and then Allison starts yelling at her and they're in the pouring rain. Yeah. Like, take it inside, ladies. <laughs> and she's like, Keith loves me. Uh, this was a <laughs> this was a great line from Allison, even though it was really mean. She says, I'm sorry about the fact that his leaving his wife makes you insecure about your marriage. <laughs> yeah, I was like, whoa. <laughs> Damn, dude. Because Michael hasn't even done anything yet. Like, no. Like, like he will. Uh, I also like when Jane said to her, well, just remember what goes around comes around. (laughs) (laughs) Which was like pretty brutal for Jane. Also, considering that I remember what happens with Keith and you might not, let me just say no spoilers. Ouch. Yeah. (laughs) Ouch. So Allison goes inside her apartment. Billy wants to get takeout because Billy still hasn't eaten. Like all week. Yeah. He's like, I need some real food. <laughs> all he's eaten is like loose Cheerios. Yeah. And frosting. But Allison, she's planning on meeting Keith. So she's going to what? Drive to Malibu in the fucking downpour? That's in- crazy. Insane. <laughs> fucking insane. The drive is already bad. But in that rain, you would never make that drive. Desi, she's driving Betsy to Malibu. <laughs> She's driving her piece of shit car in a torrential downpour. This like, is, I bet those tires are so bald. Yeah, dangerous. There's no way she got new tires put on Betsy. Oh, no, no. Um, She's spending all her money on gas. <laughs> and everybody knows, everyone who lives in California and is like gone, you know, we're in a perpetual drought in this state. Whenever there's a torrential downpour, it's always really dangerous on the roads because like it's extra slippery. Yes. Because there's all that buildup. I'm worried about Allison driving to Malibu. So Billy just wants takeout. And of course, like, she's already walks in, like, hostile to Billy. She's like, not tonight, Billy. I have plans. Yeah. And then the phone rings, and it's Keith. And she's like, hi, Keith. (laughs) And he's like, I can't tonight, Allison. He blows her off. I loved that moment. Because I was like, see, Allison? (laughs) They're all trying to tell you. He's just going to disappoint you, Allison. Yeah. And while Keith is on the phone with Allison, we see a woman lurking in the background. Yeah. Presumably his wife. Allison is like trying to brush it off. Like he probably just had to work late and Billy's rolling his eyes. Like, yeah, sure. He had to work late, Allison. And Allison says to him, if you don't have something nice to say, shut your mouth. (laughs) And I was like, that's a great. (laughs) And Billy says, I don't like the smell of this. (laughs) Is Billy having a stroke? Smells like burnt toast. (laughs) I don't like the smell of this. We also, while he's doing this, he's making a really sad can of soup, which honestly, I'm not even convinced is soup. I think he's just heating up a can of like condensed milk. Yeah. This man doesn't know how to feed himself. Allison's annoyed and 
he's like, don't take it out on me, Allison. I'm not the guy who stood you up. (laughs) True, but brutal. (laughs) Another zinger from Billy. You never... Getting dunked on by Billy Candle... Candle. Candle. (laughs) (laughs) Getting dunked on by Billy Campbell has to be like one of the top humiliating experiences. It's such a low blow. In a person's life. But surprise, Keith shows up. He drives from Malibu... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to West Hollywood in record time in a downpour. How did he make it that fast? He literally was just on the phone with her. <laughs> like, and there's not cell phones yet. Like, there's no way. No, there's they, no way. They think we don't know. We know. Um, Billy rolls his eyes and he's like, I'm sorry, Allison. My wife showed up. And Allison is like so pathetic. She's like, oh my God. Oh no, yeah. you poor thing. Yeah. Really? And and he says, I told her it was over and she didn't listen. <laughs> she, <laughs> that sounds so sus. Yeah, was she upset because <laughs> she came out of nowhere? Because <laughs> you've been having an affair with a woman you met on Melrose Avenue. Yeah, and you actually weren't in a bad place. <laughs> If you're married, you were just out of town. Yeah. You just were on business bringing it. You know, she brings in all the money. Oh, totally. She works in DC and he's like a saves porpoises. He's like doing lectures at that Santa Monica Pier aquarium for yeah. kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, all she wants is to like visit her husband who presumably hasn't been cheating on her for the last three months. Right. But surprise, he has. And thinking, and thinking that he's going to be happy to see you. But nope. Nope. And he says that she kicked him out of his own house. If you're married, it's both of your houses. House. Like, yeah. What is that? Keith then goes to change his clothes, and Billy is like, what the fuck? He can't stay here. (laughs) What if his wife comes by with a shotgun? I like, he said, we can't harbor a fugitive from a marriage. Like another great line from Billy. God, he's getting the best lines in the last two episodes. Some writer came on staff and had a soft spot for Billy, I think, and wanted to like maybe or maybe had a crush on Andrew's shoe. Right. (laughs) Um, While Keith is in the shower, Allison finds his wallet and starts rifling through it. Always a good sign of a stable relationship. I I always like the moment where they see the wallet. And they kind of look <laughs> to the shower or wherever the person is to see. Like, they always do that before they snoop. Yeah. They give a little, like, should I? Should I? <laughs> but you know she's gonna. And she looks through, and the first thing she sees in his wallet is a picture of him and his wife, presumably on vacation in Hawaii, because both of them are wearing big lays. Yeah. And she gets sad, like as if she's just learning for the first time that he's married, that this is a real woman. Okay. When I saw that picture, I honestly thought it was Josie Pissette in a black wig. (laughs) And I was like, did they get her to play the wife? That would have been really deep. It was deep because I was like, then she kind of looks like Jane. Yeah. Make Allison feel more bad. Yeah. Um, But this is the first time that Allison sees the wife as like a, a human being. Also, they're happy. They're happy in yeah. that picture. It's uh it doesn't look like a couple in trouble. No. So Keith gets out of the shower and starts making out with Allison and then the music changes from like suspicious and dramatic to romantic. 
And his, we see his towel drop, Ugh. which grossed me out. <laughs> He's gross. I'm just kind of like, Billy's right there. The door is still open. And just the way that I was just thinking of him and his dick wobbling, Ew. like just like dangling there. Yeah. I don't know why it grossed me out. No, it was really, he's, he's like acting way too comfortable in her apartment. Well, because you just had this huge blow up with your wife. You get in, first of all, you got wet and then you take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> like I understand changing your clothes, but why'd you take a shower? <laughs> And then, then to start fucking her like immediately after having this explosive fight with your wife. Well, the door's open. It's just all weird. And and he has to know by this point, Billy is a snooper. Also, would you ever just go in someone's house and immediately start doing this shit? Like, I and Allison's also like, I'm sure Billy has some clothes you can borrow. It's oh, just I'm, like, excuse me. I bet she volunteered that. Yeah. And you know what? I think Keith was doing this on purpose because he had just learned from Billy in the last episode that the walls in this apartment are paper thin. Right, because he heard Allison uh, cries crying into her pillow. pillow. So he's like, I'm going to fuck her. Yeah. And she's going to moan into that pillow. She's going to be biting that pillow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We meet Matt's parents. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> First of all, I don't know why I didn't know Matt was from LA. He seems like someone who maybe moved there. But also why is Matt's dad like an extra from Barney Miller or something? <laughs> <laughs> like the dad... Like the mom seemed Matt's like Matt's mom, but the yeah. dad seemed completely like out of place in this family. Yeah, the, he was like from another era. Um, we meet Matt's bigoted father, and Matt asks them for money, and they're like, "What for? Food for and, living expenses?" Yeah, and he's like, "No, I need to hire a law- lawyer because my job fired me because I'm gay." And the dad's like, "I can't say it surprises me." <laughs> No nope. happens nope. when you're gay. Yeah. <laughs> Zero concern from either of the parents. Neither of them like, oh my God, Matt, that's terrible. The dad just is like, I'm not surprised. That's what you get for flaunting your lifestyle everywhere. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not your fault, but still, <laughs> keep it kind of your fault, Matt. <laughs> um, and then Matt, of course, has to tell them, remind them, dad, I was born this way. It's not a lifestyle choice. Yeah. I just am gay. And the dad's like, I don't want all the publicity from this 
It's embarrassing. Yeah. And the mom is just sitting there like a fucking useless lump on a log. She's a little more sympathetic, but she's kind of like the mom who is like sympathetic for her son, but also like, but your father's right. Yeah. <laughs> like she doesn't want to make ruffle the feathers of the dad. She's useless in this situation. Yeah. She doesn't even like comfort Matt. She's just like, Rrr. she's just sitting there frowning. No, they're literally mad at him for telling anyone that he's gay. Yeah. It's like, yeah, fine, be gay, but you fucking hide it. <laughs> like it's just that that's the that's the gist of the conversation here. Right. And Matt is like, I'm out of here. And then the dad is like outraged that he wants to leave. Yeah. He's like, Don't you your what? mother made a dessert. <laughs> <laughs> what, okay, what do you think the mom made for dessert? It's probably like a jello. I I was gonna say like a panna cotta. Oh, that's really fancy. (laughs) I think she made a jello layered with whipped cream type deal. Ooh, that makes more sense. Yeah, I don't know that she does panna cotta, but that would be good. But why did we both think it was going to be gelatinous? (laughs) I don't know. That's interesting. Because she's gelatinous. I think that she has a specialty, but it's kind of like, Ugh, not that again. Yeah. It's like, not that it's not that exciting or it's not that like satisfying. Or if she made a panna cotta, it's from a mix. Yeah. Yeah. She makes like jello brand panna cotta. <laughs> is that a thing? I just made it up. It could be. I bet you it is sort of a thing. I bet in the nineties, like that that seems like something they would have come out with in the nineties. Yes, panna cotta seems like it would have been big in the nineties. But I like jello brand. Yeah. Like they had their own like where the commercial was like kind of like a Vianetta style. <laughs> Can I just tell you a really <laughs> funny story about Vianetta? <laughs> Well, of course, you, of course, you have a funny what, what story. Else will, about- what else will I be able to tell this story? <laughs> so I had always been curious about panna cotta, but I had never made it. I had never done anything with like gelatin. Yeah, this is many years ago, and so I made the panna cotta. I had it like in a silver greased bowl. <laughs> really excited because it was like the dome. It yes. was like a Martha Stewart like dome panna cotta recipe and I was carrying <laughs> the greased bowl and I tripped and the panna cotta slipped out of the bowl and fell on the floor. <laughs> I was like, what? Because I was like, "There's you can't even save it. No, you can't. It was done. But I was like so happy at that moment. It just literally went whoop. <laughs> I was like, I guess I greased the bowl. Good enough. <laughs> it was like super depressing. I just never were even you, got to taste were it. You kidding? Was that the only time you made it? I don't think I've made it since. Not because of that experience, but it, it was just sort of deflating. It was just like so comical. Uh, it literally was like blue. It just kind of flew in the air and just crashed on the floor. It was so oh, funny. Oh my God. That's incredible. Um, so Matt Matt leaves. Later that night, Allison wakes up in the middle of the night to Lily, Keith's wife, sitting on the edge of her bed. Obviously, she's dreaming. And she's also wearing the leg. She's wearing, <laughs> she's wearing the leg because that's the only image of her she right. has is her on vacation. And we get this bizarre scene where they have this little chat and Allison is like talking to her and Lily's like, I'm a person, you know, you stole my husband. She says, my marriage died because you came along and destroyed it. It's all your fault, Allison. Also, there's weird moments where Lily's like, I guess I'm a bad wife. And Allison's like, no, you didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like this weird combination of her defending Lily and also defending herself. Yes. Uh, Yes. Yeah. 
It's a classic Allison moment. She's really struggling. <laughs> Allison wakes up in a panic as lightning crashes. And Keith is just blissfully unaware asleep next to her. I don't know why that was so infuriating. It was fucking, <laughs> I'm fucking infuriating. That's like peak guy behavior where they're just fine to fall asleep anywhere, anytime. They're so and lucky. the woman's so stressed. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next morning, Rhonda is getting ready for work. And she sees that all of the items in her pantry have been organized. And Carrie's like, oh, her new roommate. I see. You like my organization skills? I actually did not like her organization skills because she has a deranged system. It's Where she's like, your vitamins are right next to veggie flakes. It's like, no, you would put all the fucking pills together. You wouldn't alphabetize every single thing in the pantry, no matter what type of product it was. That's insane yeah that's insane but that's what she did and and she also cleaned the house like a tweaker yeah like carrie's been up all night smoking crystal meth (laughs) scrubbing those baseboards with a toothbrush (laughs) we've all been there okay uh and 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 Rhonda's sort of like okay (sighs) she's like okay this is weird but maybe it's fine like she's not that nervous yet yeah yeah Next, we see Billy wearing overalls and no shirt. Okay. Why? What was this? I like almost fell. I was like, that can't be what I think I'm seeing. He's wearing he's wearing overalls with no shirt, but a flannel over the overalls. You know what he looked like? Ooh, Zooey Zuckerman's famous thing. <laughs> I. I I couldn't believe I had to watch this whole scene with him sitting there like that. And Allison, Allison didn't say one word <laughs> to him. Like, were they trying to say, well, Keith took my shirt. It was the only one that was clean. Now I'm in overalls with no fucking shirt. And I had to put my flannel on they should have like had a jacket. Him, they should have had him in just a barrel with suspenders on it. This, <laughs> this is how you think exactly. <laughs> Keith took my whole, whole, he took my closet. Oh my God. And it's like, that's how you know Allison is not as good a friend as Billy because she doesn't duck on him right there. Like, look, I know we're in a fight, but come on. What are you wearing? Yep. <laughs> It was crazy. It was so hard to focus in the scene because I just kept looking at his outfit. I kept trying to see. I'm like, is there a shirt (laughs) that I'm not seeing? It's a tank top. It's like he was trying something. I don't know what. This was wild. He was going for a look. Uh, Keith is still there and Billy's side-eyeing the fuck out of Keith as he enters the room. Keith wants to go camping with Allison. And I'm thinking, oh, he's just like, you know, fantasizing in advance. One day we'll go camping, but he's like, let's go today. And Allison, I guess it's the weekend. Cause she has no, she's not like, Oh, I have work. This is serial killer behavior. Yeah. If you're, if your weird new boyfriend is like, I'm going to take you camping this second, watch out. I'm probably not going to ever go camping with someone, but certainly not like weeks after me. <laughs> like, I like camping. I'm just saying that like, He's given her no time to prepare. He wants to go camping that day. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but you get the feeling Keith just up and goes camping anytime because he doesn't need a lot of amenities. No. Yeah. He like He's like, I got my tent, a backpack, that's all. I've got Keith, a stick and a piece of string to fish. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, whatever. Like, you know what the situation is in Keith's bathroom. He has one bar of Irish spring with that pube stuck to it. Ooh. Like, that's... that's yeah. 
she's low maintenance. He's he's too low maintenance. He's too low maintenance. And Allison doesn't even like camping. And Billy says to her, "Camping? Your idea of roughing it is grilling burgers by the pool (laughs) on my grill (laughs) on my (laughs) shitty grill for my parents' garage." And then she tells Billy about the dream she had. Yeah. Billy's like, I don't need to hear about your kinky dreams. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I had a dream about me and Keith's wife. And he's like, ooh. <laughs> we, were in, she, we were in bed and Keith's wife was there or something <laughs> like that. Oh, my God. At the beach house, we see Lily in the flesh. We just see her pick up the newspaper in her robe. Right. And then we see that Allison is spying on her. Her car is parked out front and she's just spying on her. She drove to Malibu before they went camping. <laughs> she just drove quickly to Malibu, a two-hour endeavor at least if there's, no, if there's traffic. Like, Why did she do this? Just to look at Lily. And then she's, has, she's not even chill about it. No. <laughs> she, she's like staring at her and Lily notices her. And then she exits in the most conspicuous way possible. She, she peels out. <laughs> she is burning rubber. But wouldn't you just be like, make up a lie or something? Because yeah. the woman is walking towards her. Right. There's no, it's not, it's like Malibu. There's no other cars around. There are all these like alleyway, like streets when you're near the beach. Like, Wouldn't you just be like, oh, sorry. I thought this was my friend's house. Is this, yeah. Say an address. Is yeah. this 622 Malibu Road? <laughs> No, she, I don't, I, you know how hard it is to peel rubber? <laughs> I mean, maybe her tires are bare. I think it's because it's Betsy. But there was like smoke coming out of her car. I mean, this was like a production. Also, she waited way too long to leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why she had to peel out. The delay, the delay of her like realizing she had to get out of there and then peeling out was insane. Also, she had turned her car off. I would have left yeah. it running. <laughs> Then it had to be this whole turn on the car and peel out. So it was even more obvious that she was doing it because she saw Lily insane. It was so fucking stupid. Allison then is back at the complex. This is all in one morning. And they're supposed to go camping today. The whole thing. Allison is like, now she has to do laundry. She runs into Jane in the laundry room. Because she, oh, she has to get her sleeping bag. And she's all like excited about this camera trip like i haven't used this sleeping bag since i was in girl scouts and weren't you thinking like you and jane just had a fight (laughs) the last time you saw jane and now you're acting all happy right and jane of course has the normal reaction where she's like allison we're in a fight yeah like i'm still mad at you yeah um she's being cold and Allison does a sick burn. I mean, sorry, Jane does a sick burn to Allison. She says, if I were you, I'd leave your merit badges at home. Yeah. Well, I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. It's like you're an immoral person. <laughs> that's what I thought it meant, but I was just like, damn. Yeah. She's like, your you're merit. immoral, Allison. Yeah. You don't get the merit badge. And you get Alice- the participation. <laughs> but not the merit. Allison does her like <gasps> shocked face. And Jane's like, Allison, I'm married. She gives her another being married speech. I mean, this this is getting a little one note at this point. <laughs> Jane needs to either not be friends with Allison or move on. She gives her another lecture about this, and then she finally softens and says, Allison, I'm just worried about you. I also love that Jane's like, I'm in married club, Allison. We all got to stick together as married wives. That's like, like her one identity is she's yeah. a wife. Um, 
And she apologizes to Allison. She says, I guess my feelings about this whole thing have gotten in the way of what's really important, our friendship. Ah, That's sweet, Jane. Uh, but she does go into Keith, too. She's like, he clearly can't honor commitments. Like, And right. I think Jane had some good points here. Like, relationships do go up and down. Right. Uh, and this might be a bad spot for them. So the last thing you need is someone coming in who's easy and it's tr- it's like lo- early love that has no problems. And that's when you need to stay out and let them figure it out. Maybe they are going to divorce. Right. Uh, so I thought Jane had some good uh, points. She did. Which she kind of got more out of the judgy stuff. She was she did have some good points. And right. Allison is just still being a jerk. So Matt goes back to the lawyer where he presents her with the pink slip to his car as collateral. He's like, I couldn't get $5,000. Bikini burger was a bust. My, par- I, <laughs> my parents are assholes. I love in movies and TV shows, they're always like, here's the pink slip. I w- would not be able to tell you where the pink slip to my car was. Oh, and that, it's like, that all, that all it takes to own a car if you just have the pink slip? <laughs> like, it's always the pink slip. Yeah. Um, and he's like, wants to use this as collateral. And he tells her, I'm not looking for a big settlement. This is like very important to me. I want to do this so that the next gay person doesn't get fired from their job. And she is very moved by this. She's willing to take his case. She says, we can probably do this pro bono, which is what both of us thought what what she originally said. She's very passionate about this case, not just because of the cause of Matt's noble cause, but because selfishly for her as a lawyer, this could be a huge deal for her and get her a lot of publicity. Yeah. And he said, well, I don't want the publicity. And she's like, publicity goes with the territory. Rhonda returns home to find weird plastic on the floors. And then she sees that her closet has been ransacked. Carrie's gone too far. This is too far. Carrie has sent all of her clothes to the dry cleaners and deodorized her shoes <laughs> with forest spice. Forest spice. That's the scent that she used. I like that they try to just combine two scents to make one. I've never heard of forest no. spice before. And Rhonda is like, you need to relax about this tidiness. And Carrie's like, I promise I'll ease up. Yeah. I promise, Rhonda. Next we see Keith and Allison sitting by a campfire, and Allison is like, beaming yeah they're just like doing their little campsite stuff right this is her life now she's wearing uh overalls but with a shirt under (laughs) and then keith says we got to get you out of that apartment complex yeah this is bad and he the reason he wants to get her out of that apartment complex is because he doesn't like billy and he wants them to move in together he calls billy a kid yeah, he's like, Billy's just a kid. <laughs> and then I was like, Billy the kid. <laughs> Billy the kid. Keith wants to isolate Allison from her friends because they don't approve of him. And then he calls his, he says, once this marriage business, once all this business with my wife is over. Yeah. And then they start talking about like personal stuff. Like Allison asks how he met his wife and he said they met in high school And then they start talking about what their parents were like. And Keith, like, had this great relationship with his family. 
And they're married 40 years. And they're still married. But then when he asks Allison, she gets really nervous because as we've seen hinted several times throughout the series thus far, Allison's weird about her parents. She says they're still together for what it's worth. (laughs) (laughs) And Allison says, let's just say my problems never stemmed from too much stability. I don't want to bore you with the details. (laughs) It's like, no, we, please, Allison, you're, you're already boring us. Give us the details. Give us something juicy, Allison. Then Keith does something very deranged. He suggests going on a midnight hike. That he prefaces, I have a great idea. It's, it's like, not. That is, that is that's not a, a terrible idea. I'm not going to go on a midnight hike in the fucking forest, Keith. You fucking <laughs> idiot. It's so crazy. And she's like, maybe later. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe when it's light out. Maybe later, like 12 hours later. (laughs) Allison is brooding again. And the next morning, Keith comes running up to the campsite holding a fish. And he's like, fresh trout for breakfast? Ugh. Can you imagine? No. He is disgusting. Allison is like, Keith, I'm not feeling that well. I want to go home. And he's like, what's wrong? Is it a fever? Something like that. You're not hot. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, bitch, I'm lying. <laughs> Take yeah. me home. <laughs> yeah, can't you tell I'm lying? Meanwhile, back at the complex, Rhonda is cooking again. She's making breakfast. And Carrie's like, mmm, it smells delicious. And she wants to help because Carrie likes to micromanage. Yes. Clearly. But Rhonda doesn't want her help. She's like, just relax. I want you to sit down, wait for me to serve you, drink your orange juice, don't get up. And then Carrie notices that she Rhonda's been using her pots. She says, I see you've been using my copper pots. Now, do you think Rhonda was intentionally trying to push her to her limit so she'd move out? I never considered that. I was kind of unsure because it does seem a little bit like when she was using the pots, especially copper pots, <laughs> it just seemed like she knew it would trigger her. I thought she was triggering her to see, to make her decision, like if she acts insane after this, then I'll kick her out. But if she's fine, if she can control herself. So it was a test. I'll give her another go. Yeah, Maybe she was testing her. Uh, Carrie, of course, is insane about this. She wants to soak the copper pot right away. And she just like freaks out about this pan. She cannot cannot stop looking at it over breakfast. No, she's like in a hostage situation sitting at the table. (laughs) Like just her eyes are darting around. She's staring at that fucking pot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like this woman has severe mental problems. And to be honest, Rhonda could have just let her wash the damn pot yeah. while she's cooking. And then kicked her out. Yeah. <laughs> Allison comes home and Billy notices, oh, you're back early. Because Billy's just waiting by the door. He's no life. <laughs> she's always there for whenever Allison might pop up. And she's like, Billy, what is wrong with me? And she tells him she feels like it's wrong for her to be with Keith. And Billy psychoanalyzes the shit out of her. Yeah, he does. He really reads her. He's like, you're just in love with the idea of being in love. And yeah. you like the idea of Keith being unattainable. But now that he's like allegedly out of his marriage, you're freaking out. Yeah. And she's like, you don't know what you're talking about. But he fucking nailed it. Um. And then she tells Billy what set her off last night and why she had to leave early is because when they were talking about their families, 
she couldn't tell him about her past. And the truth about her parents, she says, is that her dad was a serial cheater with multiple girlfriends. And she found that out when she was 12. Mm. And her mom pretended not to notice. And she then talked about her dad's girlfriends like wistfully. She said, they're so beautiful. And I was lucky because they got all of his attention. And sometimes I wanted to be one of them. And Billy is like, Jesus. But she also is like, I hated them, but I also wanted to be with them. So she had like these mixed feelings. She had very complex feelings about this. And so that left her feeling very insecure last night. Because she said the other woman is me. Yes. She's that woman. She realized she's the bad lady now. Who's humiliating the wife. Right. Like her mother was. At the beach house, Allison is like, Keith, we need to talk. And then she breaks up with him. And he's like, I'm leaving my wife. What more do you want? And then he does the same psychoanalysis that Billy did on her. Yeah. He's like, you're just afraid, Allison. <laughs> he blames her. He blames her. You're just afraid. Um, and, and then he also says, even if you leave, I'm still not getting back together with Lily, which is another like guilt thing. He's guilting her. He's basically what he's doing is like, how dare you? You made me divorce my wife for you. Yeah. But also like trying to, to prove that he really is leaving the wife by he, saying he's not even going to do it even if she leaves. Cause that's how true it is. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, yeah. And I was proud of Allison because she stands firm in this and she says goodbye and he then grabs her like pretty violently. Oh yeah. He turns on a dime. He turns on a dime. This is the first time we really see Keith's mask slip. Yes. And he says, what is this? Some kind of a game to you? Yeah. And it, then he calls her selfish. And then he says, if you can't make it work with me, you're not going to make it work with anybody. <laughs> You're going to die alone. <laughs> Psychotic. And she's like, yeah, well, maybe so. Maybe I'll live with Billy for the rest of my life. <laughs> in and, and our cat shower curtains. relationship. <laughs> and our pompous and, grass. And that's fine. <laughs> um, that night, Rhonda wakes up to Carrie shoving the copper pan in her face. And she's like, you missed a spot. <laughs> that is crazy this lady's losing it yeah and Rhonda's like i think you need to find a new place to live yeah that's done that's done allison returns to billy and starts crying and she's like that was the hardest thing i've ever had to do and she tells him it's really over and she's like fire up the hot chocolate (laughs) yeah fire up the hot chocolate it's over and billy hugs her she, that's how we let end. That's She's how crying we end. and not in the pillow anymore. In Billy's arms. In Billy's arms. Now, I looked ahead <laughs> and Joe's coming next episode. Yeah. Sydney's coming soon too. I'm so excited. Uh, I, I saw that Sydney's <laughs> first episode, I think, is called Single White Sister. <laughs> Of course it is. Of course it is. All right, uh, we can't give we can't no, give any more away. But it's just funny to see. So the there we're like really in the home stretch here to when all this shit starts hitting the fan. And I think and I really think these last two episodes were a very stark turning point, a distinct turning point for the show. Because right. now we're in serial territory. We're not episodic anymore. No. And 
this might be the last sitcom storyline. With the, Carrie? The Carrie one. It might be. Yeah. Because uh, I don't even think we had one in the first episode. And like the last few episodes, there's been less and less of that. So this was kind of a throwback almost at the beginning. Um, of the show? Of the show. Yeah. Um, the other weird thing is um, how we saw the Allison, all of her failed roommates. Yes. Do you remember? Like they could yes. have just done that, like a little montage, but they gave her this whole little weird storyline. Right. And that was a pretty big guest star, I think, yes. uh, for the time. They just needed something for Rhonda to do yeah. this episode. <laughs> yeah. Because Sandy's gone. Because a lot of Rhonda's interactions have been with Sandy. Yeah. And yeah. her stories have been with Sandy. And we didn't see... Did we see Jake this episode? Yeah, with the um, Matt thing. So they needed something for Rhonda. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, okay. All Great. right. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.